Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 43 of In the Movies. This week, we're talking about the tale and sex and violence on screen. How do you separate just a movie from everything you know about the movie? Just because a movie has the trope in it doesn't mean you can't love the film. Female characters that we do get, every single one of them is important and has character. That is LGBT representation, like, in a nutshell. We've reached the end of film technology. It's been a while. A while. Um, (laughs) I don't know, we did our Comic-Con panel, Mm -hmm. slash put that up as a podcast, and then we were just like, phew, we've done that. That's done? Uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I had a new job. Is that my excuse? Well, like, you know, <laughs> like I was I suddenly d- busy. I do think that, like, we were so focused with, like, a goal on Comic-Con that, like, when it was over, we were like, excellent. Now I don't we didn't do plan anything, anything after that, so. No. And then, as you say, you start a new job. Yeah. So, like, that was... It's not an extra busy job. It's no. actually easier because I'm working nine to five like you. Yeah, we have the same hours. <laughs> um, but just, like, a change. And then I'm at a job that's moving locations that has been postponed four times now. Oh my god. And it's really hot where I am and I just don't like anybody anymore because I'm always hot. I'm also always hot. That's why I bought an air conditioner. Yay. Which is off right now so we can podcast, (laughs) but it will hopefully make future podcasts and hangouts more comfortable. Yeah, no kidding. In here? Because... Yeah. We've yeah. definitely done plenty of podcasts last summer where we were just hot, dying, miserable. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to come over here and podcast. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, like, I mean, this apartment is, like, a zillion times better than your last yeah. apartment, but at the same but, time, I'm like, it was always cold yeah. there. <laughs> but I hated always being cold. In the summer, I was freezing. I was all bundled up, and I have to, like, undress to go outside. It was so weird. We're different people, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, I'm, I've am i got a little air conditioner. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. But that's about it. I mean, like, I don't know. I, get, I think most of it was, like, we didn't... We, we didn't plan for life after Comic-Con. <laughs> and then it just kind of yeah. happened. I mean, so. we didn't do our other podcast either. For, no. I don't know. It's just, you know, summer... Yeah. Do things. (laughs) I don't know. Let's go with that. Sure. You know, summer. summer. We're gonna get back into it though. Yeah. So you can hear our dulcet tones more frequently. Are they dulcet? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was gonna say my new job because I talked about this before when it was my job. Oh right. I'm back at the Canadian Film Institute. Yay! Yay! Um, full time though. Yeah, full time, permanent. So basically, dream job. They created a new position, and I was like, "Thank you, just for me." They're so glad to have me back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. We're getting ready for the Ottawa International Animation Festival in September. Yep, that's that's, that's my big summer. One. That's, that's yeah. By the time I started, the rest of the festival season was like pretty much over. So now it's just animation. Right. So I'm watching a lot of animation and looking at a lot of film data about, <laughs> I don't know, doing a lot of stuff. I get to do a little bit of everything. That's good. 
It'll also give yeah. you, like, by doing a little bit of everything, you get to, like, kind of figure out where you want to go with stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I'm also excited for, like, to be at the CFI, like, after that festival is And over. see, like, what happens. Yeah, and yeah. help with the other festivals. <laughs> and, like, the executive director, Tom, was talking to me about, like, helping, like, curate stuff and fix stuff, you know? Oh, that'll be He fun. wants that, my youthful voice, you know? Yeah, my he does. My youthful outlook. <laughs> Get him some cool directors and filmmakers, yeah. Some ladies, maybe? Yeah. I asked Kelly this year, I was like, have you guys ever done stats, like, how many films were by women or LGBT, like, people of color, like, all this stuff. And she said, like, that's a project that we're going to be doing for this festival. I guess, like, after there's going to be some. And I was like, yes. You're like, ah, I came just at the right That's time. all I want to know is the stats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's exciting. And, like, you were there last time during the animation festival, because that's kind of what they hire... Yeah, for because it's like the big ended after it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like the big it's the big yeah. thing that that's what they hire all these so. temp people for. Yeah, um, yeah, and then last year we went together. Right. Yes. They gave they gave media media they got us passes. <laughs> that was so. so fun. This year I'll be working, but Juliana. Right. But has now a pass. I have someone that can get me a pass yeah. still. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. You'll It'll be fun. You'll, you'll get that. We'll post a lot of. You'll get both stuff. sides of the experience. Yeah, I'm excited. We just had like a big social media planning day <laughs> at work today, and I'm like super excited for like all the stuff we're gonna be doing during the festival, and like getting like our own staff posting stuff. But we're also gonna maybe get some like filmmakers, like people that are active on social media, to sort of be like correspondent. Anyway, it's gonna be tons of stuff, and it's gonna be super fun. And that's my job. Cool. Cool. I sit in 35 degree heat doing paperwork. My office is Bam. I mean. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Work. <laughs> that's it. That'll be our excuse. But now we're here to talk about movies. Yeah. We're going to talk about The Tale. Yeah. Which um, is new. If you're new, which to is the, new for us, <laughs> yeah. And if you're new to the podcast, I realized we had stopped saying this a long time ago. But just in case you come across this episode, this is not a review podcast. We talk in depth about the movies, so this is for people who've seen the movie and want to listen to us talk about it, not yeah. to find out if you want to see the movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, stop now. Go watch it. Go I was going to look it. up where to watch it because I thought that was a good thing. But then I'm like, no, we're talking to people who have already watched it. But yeah. then maybe we should tell people to go watch. Anyway, the tale, it was, um, it premiered at like Sundance. Um, HBO bought it. Yeah. So it premiered at the end of May on HBO. So I'm, <laughs> and I think it's coming to Crave or something. Yeah, I think Canada. it's on Crave or it's, it's coming somewhere. to Crave. Yeah. It's because out. they have all their. It didn't get theatrical release, but it's definitely out like. On demand, maybe even like on iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's know. out there. I watched it illegally. <gasps> <sighs> I know, but yeah, um, the tale, the tale from 2018, obviously, um, is written and directed by Jennifer Fox, based on her real experiences. Yeah. Um, starring Laura Dern, Elizabeth Debicki, Jason Ritter, Ellen Burstyn, Francis Conroy, to name some names. 
Um, an investigation into one woman's memory as she is forced to re-examine her first sexual relationship and the stories we tell ourselves in order to survive. That's a good one. It that's is good. good. Yes, Sometimes it is. Descriptions are... No, that yeah. was, that's, that's, yeah, what happens. I'll, okay, first off, just as like a point of note mm-hmm. that doesn't, so I can't imagine being like Laura Dern and having mm-hmm. to like, act as the person that's directing you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, so strange. You'd have to have, like, a really, feel, like, special relationship to, like, yeah. get there. Well, this movie, it took a few years to get made, and, like, they worked it around her schedule because she was attached to it, and, like, she wanted to do it, but she she was like, I'm a single mom in L.A. You have to make it work for me. So they, like, shot part of it there mm-hmm. and shot part in other places. Um, and I saw something in an article where she said it was... Like, a positive thing. Like, it was great to have... Well, you have The reference. person who... Yeah. All the you're time. You're acting out these experiences with, like, the person whose experiences Right, are. of course. Well, like, and she, you know, wrote it and, you know... It would just be so strange. I feel like, like, once you're comfortable, yeah. it would be great, because, like... At least if, it's not, like, a biopic where you're, like, playing a famous person and you wonder what they think of you. Right. It's like, she picked Laura Dern to do this. Yeah. So it's Ooh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I watched this at the beginning of June at Eve Film Festival, which is a film festival in Ottawa <laughs> for movies made by women identifying persons. For ladies yeah. identifying. <laughs> um, yeah, it, they got, I guess they got HBO to do a free screening of it, which was awesome. Yeah. So I brought uh, two of my friends because Juliana couldn't come. So I got another. I'm two unsuspecting. Yeah, I did tell. I sent her the link. I'm sure she didn't look at the IMDb, but I did tell her. I'm like, it's about like a woman looking back on like this, what she thought was a relationship, but as she looks back, realizes it was sexual assault because she was so young and he was old and whatever. I did give them that. Okay, so they didn't go totally blind into it. Like, hey, you're about to watch a movie about, like, sexual assault of a minor. That kind of... Yeah, I gave them that warning. But when the movie was over, <laughs> I turned to my friend. And I was like, aren't you glad I brought you to the movie? Because, yeah. And uh, she's like, that was horrifying. Thank you for ruining my <laughs> life. I was like, you're welcome. That was a really good movie. Even though I was like clenching my fists and like squeezing my own arms and like discomfort and yes. like it's very cringe worthy <sighs> yeah. but not in like a bad movie way just in like a I yeah. so uncomfortable and you get like so angry yeah. and it's so, you have so much emotion watching this film and you just want to yeah it was so different than other things like we've talked about this before when we're like feeling injustice you know when you get mad and maybe like spotlight or breadwinner or like something where it's like this is wrong and i'm mad this was like it was like that but it was also unique because it wasn't just like watching like and we're gonna talk about this a lot rape scenes um it wasn't just like watching a rape scene like you've seen before it was it's the grooming and the coercion and the way he talks to her was like almost more disturbing than the actual fact that, like, they don't really show, like, them having sex, but, like, you know that's what the scene is, but, like, 
thinking like the way he was talking to her was like yeah. that's what was making me so cringe and like uncomfortable oh. that like anyone would say these things and like more than the fact that like I mean it's terrible enough that like this 40 year old man is trying to and having sex with this like 13 year old girl but just the way like even before like he talks to her and the way he ta- I would agree I found that like the when he sits there and he's telling her all these things that so you can special. imagine as a awkward 13 year old girl oh, I especially like that. I totally didn't fit in necessarily yeah. like you understand why she like craves this attention yeah. and like loves this attention and you know what he's doing to her yeah. and you're just like ew this is so wrong <sighs> and so gross like i found that harder to watch generally speaking mm-hmm. than like than the rape scene because i think the rape scene was it's going to, like, be a weird, tastefully done. Like, yes. I don't mean it like that. Like, it's rape. Because it's it, awful. But, like, they, they show the before and they show the after and they show very little of the actual scene. But you know what happens yeah. enough to get what happens. Yeah. And that's... Because it was so much more, I feel like, about the sort of mental part yeah. of the relationship than the actual physical part. Because... That's her whole thing is that she's been living her whole life thinking this was a relationship. That she had, yeah. And now only now realizing that, no, this is, like, rape. Yes. And, like, it's a weird thing where, like, you went through trauma, but you didn't recognize it as trauma. So she's lived, you know, perfectly lovely life. Like, she's adjusted. She has a relationship. She doesn't seem to have any issues around career. You know, she's not traumatized. And I like that like, they showed that, too. Yeah. Like, she, they show her as an adult, like, having sex, a sexual relationship yeah. with her partner. Like, it's, she's... Yeah, it's this weird thing of, like, sort of um, retroactively, like, inst- not instigating, but, like, activating the trauma. Yeah. By recognizing it as a trauma, which is... Have fun, your therapist. Um, <laughs> like, cause, yeah, that's the that's the other like really unique thing about this. This isn't a story about a woman who's like been traumatized her whole life or has these issues, and we're going back and seeing her like sad story. No, it's this perfectly adjusted woman who has a career. Yeah, she's everything, and then and has this sort of weird thing in her past, but she's remembering. You know, yeah. Because of the way she experienced it while it was happening, and also, like, so continued to remember it that way, she never questioned it. Which might be a sort of trauma thing of, like, a defense walking. mechanism. Yeah, defense yeah, mechanism. For sure. So, like, her mom finds this story that she wrote. Yeah. As a I think child? I feel like that would have been confusing if I didn't know that as a description of it because her mom's like so concerned. She's just like, Mom, what's the big deal? And it takes a while to come out I mean it takes like the whole movie really, but it takes a while to understand like she wrote a story about what happened. Yeah. And like her mom reading it is like, This is horrifying trauma. And she's like, how have you never well, dealt with this? How are you just like... Yeah, my mom's upset because I had an older boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it was obviously... Like, a was, lot older. Yeah, and like... And you were a child. You were 13. You were like a chubby yeah. little 13-year-old. And it wasn't just him. It was also Mrs. G. And yeah. And almost a third, another part. Like, it was... That's the other thing. Like, I've never heard a story like this of... 
it's not just like a weird, like the sexual trauma stuff, but it's this sort of whole situation was just like so unique and that was like fascinating to see unfold. Yeah. Like disturbing with the, you know, the grooming. So but they almost like took her in as like their own child in some ways, but then they also, also had this like weird lover. sexual thing. It was and both of them and like the oh. weird sort of cult like like yeah, beliefs like, that he had about like Naga yeah, his weird Ooh, name. Like, didn't call him the by way his he'd name. always like talk to her like, oh, you're so much. You get it. Adults don't get it. And like the sort of like polyamory, multiple partners, three, four way relationship, marriages, marriages for suckers, for suckers. What? Yeah, and just it was like fascinating to be like, oh, were there like this is it was the seventies. She keeps saying like it was the seventies. I'm like this is. It's fucked up even for the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't just free love, baby. And it's an interesting way that they tell the story because she's looking back on it. She has this ability throughout the story to, like, talk to um, mm. Mrs. G, one of the women in the story, and, like, her her younger self and all this sort of thing. And yeah. also, like, as she comes to realization, like, parts of the story change. Like, I, it was really shocking when she's like, look how young I am. But mm-hmm. then she's like, no, no, you were 15. This is you at 13. Yeah. And, like, the child gets even younger and, like, pudgy and, like, and I'm just like, when I did, Oof. like, because I was already struggling with, like, how she looked at, like, yeah. 15. And then. Well, she was saying, I think, 13 from yeah. the beginning. But but then, like, she had, she, she had the image in her head like, yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you already look like a, like a child. Now you she look like, like a baby. She was, like, 10, not yeah. 13, you know? Because she was a small. She was a small little Kid, girl. like, that's yeah. what they they say like people that knew her that were like oh like you were barely there like you were so little as a 13 year old and I'm just like you like so. yeah that's I again I love the storytelling in this about how things change and that's yeah. the first big thing of like she's just starting to investigate we start to like see her tell this the tale about these two people they're in love and I'm a part of it and blah blah, blah. and you're like this is weird you're a little 13 year old and then She's looking at old pictures and the way she's, like, sort of trying to justify it still. She hasn't accepted it yet. And her, like, she's with her mom and it's just like, oh, see, it's not so bad. Look at me. Yeah. And her mom's like, no, no, no. Back up a few years. This is what you looked like when this happened. She's like, oh, fuck. I was so young. (laughs) It's like, yeah, Yeah. girl, you were 13. Yeah. And that's the thing, like. When when she talks at the beginning, she's like, I mean, my mom's just mad I had an older boyfriend. You're thinking, like, I mean, I get it. If you were, like, 17 Anyone and he was, like, 30, like, that's yeah. one of those, like, weird things. But, like... Anyone when you're 13 is an older boy right. is going to be a disturbing boyfriend. But yeah, this it's not, not like he was, like, 15 and it was, like, yeah. mom was mad. It's like, no, he's an adult and you're a yeah. baby. And the whole situation of... He was your, like, caretaker. He was your instructor. He was was an authority figure. He was maybe, like, a father figure, too. Because she had, you know... A lot of issues. She had a man and a woman, like, looking after her. Well, and she had had so many issues at her home life. So she really, like, I think, craved those relationships with these people, Mm -hmm. right? It got all, like, blended together with, like, these people care about me are going to take care of me. And they think I'm such a great kid, and then it, they start turning it into 
Oh no, you're our equal, you're our peer, this is what we do. We can trust you, you're like, you're an old soul, yeah. you're just like an adult, you know, yeah. you can handle adult stuff, right? Yeah. And like, and doing that thing where you're like, you can handle this, right? You want to be an adult, you think you can handle this? Because like, yeah. it makes, it's almost by doing that, like trying to make the victim responsible for like, What's happening? Yeah. Like, well, you said you were, you wanted to be treated like an adult. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I'm just like, ew, no. And it's, yeah, it's the, the, the grooming that they call it of, you're an adult, you're so smart, you're so great. And then it, it feel like, I, it felt like it turned really quickly mm-hmm. from this like, oh, this is weird, they're spending a lot of time with each other, and then like the first night she stays there alone. It's like, oh, they're reading poetry, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was so awkward, and it it hurt me to, like, watch, because, like, you know what's going to happen. It turned so quickly, because it was very suddenly, he was like, you can take your shirt off. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we knew this was leading, you know, like, this whole, like, it's been getting weird and weird and, like, too intimate, but, like, it was suddenly... You can take your shirt off. Yeah, let me, like, let me look at you. Let me look at you, know. And I'm just like, It was still the same, like, tone and way he talked to her, but it was just, like, very suddenly, specifically physical and sexual. And so, because she'd been groomed, she's like, okay, I can trust him. He's, you know, this is how we talk. This is what adults do. This is how they, yeah. yeah. It's It's gross. Feeling special and... I mean, it was really well done, the film. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time I think about it, I just get, like, Ugh. Yeah, like the jitters. Yeah. But I also think, oh, my God, that was so good. Ugh, it was Because a, it was so if it wasn't great. good, I wouldn't be so, like, bothered by it. No, I would just be like, oh. Was, like, mm-hmm. that's why, like, at the end of the movie, my friend was, like, horrified. And I was like, that was a good movie. Right. It made the yes. impression that I was supposed to. You were supposed to be disgusted and horrified and, like. Yes. Never gonna forget the things you saw in this movie because that's the story being told. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was edited, like, it wasn't, it's not told, um, or it was edited out of order with, like, these flashbacks. That, yeah, like, that's the other part of it. I it was well done. happened to have watched the day before I watched this, um, the day that I watched this, um, Stories We Tell, the movie by Sarah mm-hmm. Polly, which is... Very similar in the way that it's going back and it's memories. and In her case, it's a documentary, but it involves a lot of recreations and stuff. And it's her asking her family to, like, recall all these moments in her mom's life and piece together stuff. And so it was like... And then I watched this, and I was like, yeah, it's a lot of... It's a really interesting way to tell a story. Not just, here's the story, but here's versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Everyone has perspectives, and when you watch a movie, you're seeing usually just one character's perspective, or maybe a couple, and they come together. But there's a truth in a fictional movie. Like, this is... Yeah, this is what happened. Usually, happens. unless it's, like, a really kind of fucked up movie. But... And this was from her perspective, but she was gathering all these other memories and perspectives to create this and it was constantly changing yeah like how it how other people's memory like yeah she'd be like oh remember this happened in the fall and her mom was like no no no, he came to the house in the winter and it sort of like replays it with snow and just like little things like that just made it really interesting and it's just the way the story builds as she like talks to people and gathers up and then also triggers her own memories yeah she's like oh yeah that did happen well and i think like 
I think suppression. That's a super interesting thing with like the tale also is that the fact that like in her head it was like she's made it so that it's just it was I dated an older guy. That was my first relationship was with an older boyfriend. And it was special special Yeah. But like looking back on it, like you realize it really talks about like how um fallible human memory is and like you know, how easy it is to lie to yourself. Well, especially we are dealing with definite trauma. Oh, for sure, yeah. So a lot of it is, I have to think of it this way, so I'm not traumatized. Gotta survive. But then, obviously, she talks to Mrs. G and stuff, and Mrs. G is just in denial. Mm -hmm. She definitely remembers what happens. It's not a case of, like, she also had this memory of, like, oh, I thought it was just a lovely relationship. Because she was a fucking adult woman. Yeah. She knew what she was doing, and now she's ashamed, and she doesn't want to talk about it, but it's not, like, Jennifer actually remembering it differently. No. I think Mrs. G could be, like, a whole other story that you could get into, because I feel like that's probably fucked up from multiple sides, like, Mm -hmm. um... It focuses more on him in the end of, like, putting the blame on him mostly because right. like, he did the raping physically, but she was just a big part of getting She, of there. the grooming. Yeah, she's, like, the recruiter, you yeah. know? And then it was, like, I found it interesting. It was very late in the movie that she remembered or someone recalled for her that, like, it was Mrs. G, too, was also involved in the sexual part of it. Yeah, like, the, that at one time right she entered into... And, like, this yeah. is why, I don't know, I I mean, it's possible that, like, Mrs. G was, like, groomed by him and stuff like that, too. Yeah. I wouldn't put that past, but she's still an adult woman yeah. who entered in, who, A, brought this minor to a pedophile... Yeah. For her to be abused, and then yeah. entered into the abuse on her own. Like, she still mm. needs to be responsible for that, even though... Based on just how things go and, like, the fact that she was all, like, calling him Naga and all this, I feel like she was a little bit, like, She's, she had she had some, like, mental health issues, perhaps, going on with in relation to this. Yeah. But, like, that's not an excuse that you can use. You're an adult woman, and she's no. a 13-year-old child. Yeah. She knew, she knew you, what she was doing. You know doing. it's not right. Yeah. And, like, Ugh. when Jennifer calls and, like, breaks up with them... <gasps> And Mrs. G is just, like, silent and hangs up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm coming to get my horse. She doesn't, like, beg and plead. She just is almost... It's almost like she's, like, you know, someone, like, broke up with you and you're just, like, mad about it and just, like, fine. Like, she didn't... As if she, like, insulted her, you know? Like, she didn't get all mad about it and be like, look what I did for you. I brought, like, this great stuff to your life. It was just, She was just, like, resigned to it. Like, I can't. Like, she was mad, and, like, it was, like, being pouty about it. Just, like, fine, I'm gonna hang up. Yeah. It wasn't like she was, Cause like, like when he break, heartbroken, yeah. sad. Well, and that, I found that interesting, too, like, um, cause she, she calls it off with him. They're about to, it gets, like, real, they're about to enter into, like, a foursome. The two of the, yeah. the two adults, Mrs. G and, uh, Bill, Bill slash yeah. Naga. Naga, that's what they called them, right? Um, (laughs) Almost forgot. And then Jennifer and this other girl who was like what sixteen or seventeen at the time, like still a a minor. Oh, was she college? Okay, I think she was. Um, I don't even remember what her name in the movie was. Now she doesn't have a very 
big part. And the four, and it was going to be like the four of them in this. That was another late edition too. Like, oh, yeah. remember this college girl that was there the whole time? Yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, because like she must have buried that one real deep, real deep. The like culmination of all this, and just like totally forgot about that fourth girl, right? That she was supposed to like go on this weekend with. Well, and then like, and she, she gets sick, and she talks about how like my body was telling me like yeah. what I couldn't. Yeah. decide on my she own. She also like throws up every time Every time she them. gets sexually assaulted, which yeah. I get it. Um, because, like, it really goes to show you, like, body, mind, like, mm-hmm. how they connect and, like, yeah. deal with each other and interact but with each other. But then she makes the choice. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. That's, like, the most adult thing she really does yes. is say, like, I'm done with, I'm this. Done with this. This is not good. And then he, like, is all like, no, what? No, we He's can, all, we can, yeah. You know, and then she's all like, see, I'm not the victim. He's the victim. He yeah. was upset. And I was just like, okay. I mean, that's a way to yeah, look the, at and it. And when she has her like A on her paper and yeah. she's talking like to the that, camera. That upset me a lot. Because yeah. then I was like, oh my God, you're so broken. Like, yeah. I'm this girl's like, you. you've been assaulted and traumatized and you're just like, I win. <laughs> It's like, well, that got you through the rest of your right. life. Right. And like, I mean, I guess, it, I guess we, people do what they have to do to like yeah. function, That's right? The story she had to tell on. herself to Ugh. be able to survive. Yeah. yeah. I found the other girl really interesting because she goes and talks to her as an adult mm-hmm. and was like, you had a relationship with Bill. And she's like, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Bill. Yeah. Oh, was, you, know, you know, I was young. He was older. He was young. He was in the 70s. And then she was like, yeah, so did I. And then she was like, but you were really young. Weren't you yeah. really young? And she's like, yeah. And the four of us were going to go. And then yeah, they she... both, like, reminded each other of yeah. this. And, the, like... Um, but, like, the other the girls seemed girl like was... she like, didn't know that she was coming. But, like, Jennifer was coming or something. I well, as they were talking, like, as adults, she yeah. was like, I don't remember. But as Jennifer told her more, she was like, oh, oh yeah. I suppressed this real deep. Right. And then you're like... <laughs> because oh. in the flashbacks, she's there yeah. with the two when of them, the like, making them. plans on the phone. Like, she knew what was going on. Yeah. But, like, I'd bury that pretty deep if I got caught up in not just... My own sort of older, weird threesome relationship. But, like, but there's then, a like, child I brought into it. I was going to be complicit in this even more fucked yes. up thing. I would not want to admit that. No. So. Probably yeah. just glad the child didn't show up. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened. Yeah. Uh, Gross. Uh, anyway. Anyway, this movie's really good. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> very good. It's, Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't rewatch it to do this podcast. It's not, like, a joyful movie you want to watch no, all the time. No, I was like, I feel like I can remember it. But I do feel like it's something I could watch again. Because it's, like, weirdly fascinating. It is. It's, it's so fucked up, but it's such a unique, weird situation that it's, like, interesting. It's interesting. Things can be, like, disturbing. And interesting. And, like, I don't like that this is happening, but it's a well-told story about a terrible thing. Yes. It is that. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I I really, I really love the whole, the way it's told, the memories and recollections and it all comes together and it's changing and she's like interacting with the past. Like I find that all like really unique storytelling, filmmaking. Yeah. The child actor was pretty good. Yeah, everyone is really good. They're hard to 
they worked with, as I say, they worked with children and, and animals <laughs> in this film. The two things you're mm-hmm. not supposed to do. <laughs> I did read something about um, how they shot the sex scenes with her. Yeah. Sorry, I forget her name. But um, they actually did it. Obviously, in the movie, you just, like, see her face her, reacting yeah. and stuff. They were never actually, like, together pretending to have sex. No. They put her... And I'm impressed I didn't notice this. She was actually standing against a against wall. Against wall, okay. With it looking like a bed, the floor the or whatever. Floor, yeah, couch, um, whatever they were on. The bearskin rug in front of the fire. Oh God, <laughs> so gross. Um, and they, she gave, Jennifer gave her directions, like, that had nothing to do with what she was actually acting out. She would say, like, act like you just got stung by a bee, or act like this, or, like, obviously your lines and stuff. But, like, it was all shot in a very non out of context good yeah to try for and the make sake it of this child, yeah. old girl yeah um, and when they did do the actual like sex it was, it was a, body, a body double yeah. it's an adult body double i don't so. remember really seeing like any you see one shot one from shot the where, side like, where they're together yeah. that's all you see that's yeah they didn't go into it because just seeing her face and then him was yeah it was enough it made the point and I also remember there's says one such kiss, creepy things to there's one kiss on screen they mm. kiss and when he drops her off and I was like oh that's not her no <laughs> it was like in shadow yeah and, and they do say off. that they at the end of the film it comes up yeah. and says like any sexual de- yeah. like depictions, depictions with were minor, yeah. are with a, an adult body devil so yeah yeah. But like, oh god, he said such creepy things were too when they're like oh, trying the thing to have about, sex. Like, working on opening opening her up. Her up. Oh yeah, that was like the line that really stuck with me. The main me like, too. It like turned yeah, like no, it was the one. As soon as you said it, I was uh, like, it was just uh, it's so specific about yeah, yeah you're having a woman, sex with a, a, a minor pubescent body. Woman. Yeah, like yeah, this is. Yeah. And the, just everything he says it still has this, like, tone of, like, soothing and, like... Right, and, like, almost jovial, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm so excited to, like, finally get my penis in you. It's gonna be so great. Yeah, and then she goes and throws up, because it's fucking disgusting. Yes. Painful on her yes. body. Also, yes. <sighs> anyway... <laughs> It's a good movie, though. Yeah, it's great. You should check it out. <laughs> if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, I mean, what are you doing? Why would you want to listen to us talk about this? I can't imagine anyone doing that. You want to talk about women's representation? Yeah, I do. I think it's really great in this movie. It's probably the best of any film we've seen. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's not like, are all women represented? No, but nope. this one woman is represented, represented real well. Honestly. Yep. I, I mean. And it's like there are at least other women in her life. Like, you also have, like, one of the almost villains of the piece mm-hmm. is a woman. Yeah. And. Friends. Friends mom. and her mom. There's a, there's, I mean, they're yeah. all and there's, white, but they're. Yeah. That's the, it's a real true story. So it's, you only yeah. have so much flexibility, I suppose. But also there, there is a, like, variety of mm-hmm. women in that you have, like, what's the word? Not imperfect. Like, complicit women. Mm-hmm. Like, you have Mrs. G, who's, like, it's just, yeah, it's not. They have flaws. They're real yeah. people. 
We have, like, women who do bad things and questionable things, and we see them in sort of, like, while they're doing this thing, and then also the after. It's, yeah. I felt like it was, like, A-plus representation. Yeah, I agree. For... I mean, it seems obvious because it was written and directed by a woman who lived this. Right. She's going to create very good, well, create, like, thoroughly researched characters, kind of, you know? Everyone had their... Everyone was, like, really complicated. But, yeah. It was great. It's great and disturbing. (laughs) Um, I did a women's crew tally... This is but definitely the best we've ever seen. I yeah, think. so there are a million producers together. So I just picked out the ones that said producer, not executive producer, or whatever. Fair enough. Um, so overall, again, the top like five positions that we do, ten out of seventeen were women, and ten Over of those half. were no seven out of the ten producers, producers were women. So seven of the seventeen were women. No, yeah, whatever. Seven of the ten were producers, but ten of the seventeen were women. And seven of eight? The ten. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Ten of seventeen I mean, were written, women. Directed right. by a woman. And I, th- I feel like one or uh, there's two editors, and one of them was a woman. And then a bunch of producers. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's still that's the best. Tally we've ever had. Probably, yeah. I think. That we've... Over half. <laughs> over half. <laughs> yeah. That's almost unheard of in I the industry. I feel like we had one that's better. Anyway. Um, yeah. And she... So she made this movie and then... You know, like it went to Sundance and it was... It's different for HBO to buy a movie. They don't generally get movies. They get shows. Right. Well, and they H- don't get original they don't often buy original properties no, they, they tend develop, to make it yeah it was their like, own movies but rare for them to purchase something to distribute yeah. they tend to make and their it own was content like uh i guess a different choice for her to sell it to hbo as opposed to a distributor for possible small theatrical release but she she knew what the movie was and she was like this is going to reach more people getting shown on hbo yeah. Then if we release it, like, people don't want to go to the theater and watch this because of the content. It's actually... It's not a date it's movie. Very, it's not... It's a very sit-at-home-and-watch movie. Yes. It's not, like... The fact that you watched it in a theater-type setting, I yeah. find interesting. Because, like, I, I it definitely... It made it almost worse because I was like, I know people. this is uncomfortable, and I brought my friends here, and oh. they're not even, like, really, like, movie like yeah. people. Like, uh, I was like, I wouldn't have felt bad if I brought you, because... We watched disturbing yeah, stuff before, together, yeah. and we're like, you know, critical and everything. But I'm like, for just my friends who, I mean, they like, watch movies and stuff. But like, I felt bad for bringing them, and I'm sitting there like grabbing my arms. I'm like, this is so tense. But I'm also like, all these people in here are watching this too. It's so, yeah. It's definitely yeah. Watch it on HBO we're, at home. Yeah, because like my experience was like it was just me. I had a snack. You knew what you were getting, and like into. I knew what I was getting into, and it was very much like. It felt it's such an intimate movie, and the fact yeah. that like I was watching in an intimate setting helped. I think like because yeah. like there were times when, and also like I had the ability that like if you need to take a break, walk, take a break, <laughs> you can take a break. Like walk away. Ooh, I yeah. need to walk away for a minute. Yeah, that's doable. So yeah, 
just interesting. Because yeah. she's right. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's you're not, not going to be like, hey, let's babe, let's go on a date and watch this horrible story about child yeah. sexual assault. Yeah. It's an at-home <laughs> movie for sure. So, yeah. But I'm so grateful that HBO, like, let or gave it to the Eve Film Festival for that. Yeah. No Free kidding. screening. That's great. Um, that also I should me- mention was also, like, presented with... Um, I'm sorry, I forget the name of it, but it was like a sexual assault helpline here in Ottawa, like a organization. They like and they t- said a little thing at the beginning. That's or whatever, good. And I was like, that's that's the right yes, way to do this. Exactly. If you're going to show a movie like this, you have to show that you know it. We you know understand what you're our content. To the world. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and because like, I hope everyone knew what they were getting into watching it, but it would definitely be triggering to say the least if you had any sort of. Yeah, for sure. Sexual assault or childhood drama stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so we're not the only ones that thought it was good. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 98% critics and an 85% audience. Wow. Pretty I'm pretty sure good. that 15% from the audience is people who just don't like to see this stuff on screen. Right. Which is understandable. Not everyone. It's a legitimate point of view. Yeah. Um, and the meta score is 90. So this is good. a solid, solid film. Solid movie. I feel good about saying, like, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's not, like, it, the yes, the subject matter is matters challenging, but, like, sometimes challenging films still it, should be seen. Yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes art is there to challenge you. It's not always there to just be like, ha, wasn't that funny and adorable? Well, yeah, it's kind of what we're going to talk about now. Is, yeah. Like, um... Art. Uh, you don't always want to see things, but what should we... Where's the line? Yeah. Sex and violence and disturbing yeah. images on screen. And if they're necessary, when they're necessary, are they ever necessary? What is gratuitous? What is good for the story? What is just, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. These are some questions. These are pretty much the questions we asked ourselves. Yeah. Part of mine is... No, mine's not the same. Sorry. We're having some Evernote issues, okay? There's... It's not the best for tables. <laughs> and it, I insist on putting tables in our notes. So, um, where should we start? Uh, I don't actually have a My good... big question throughout this is, why? Why... Did you write that and put it on screen? Why is this part of the story you want to tell? That's my question to filmmakers with these particularly disturbing rape and violence scenes. Right. I think it's... I think that this topic... We were discussing a little bit before prepping for this. I think this topic is one of those things that, like, you're not going to like the answer because it's kind of, like, has to be judged individually per film. Yeah. Because, like, every... Every writer, every director handles it differently, mm-hmm. and different stories, I think, call for a different amount of sex or violence to be shown. Or, if it's in the story, how you show it on the screen. Yeah. Because we're definitely not saying we shouldn't tell the stories that involve mm. things like rape and violence and torture and war and, like, all these terrible things. Um it's more, if this is essential to your story, how do you put it on screen? Right. Or how do you incorporate it into the story? 
Right. And then there's stuff like the just gratuitous violence as like its own genre, basically. Yeah, we kind of, I feel like we kind of separate them a little bit because they are different things and they, I Mm -hmm. think, have different impacts on us too. Well, so far, violence can be almost like comedy and fun yeah to like a super mm. violent action movie it can be well yeah and sometimes you go to the theater and you're like seeing yeah. an action movie and you know like there's gonna be violence and like even some of the like sort of dark graphic novel movies where like it's like comical and it's over the top yeah blood splurting whatever and it's almost very unrealistic so it desensitizes you in that way so far, we haven't done that so much with sexual violence, where it's no, as I, away, I don't necessarily make it ridiculous. Sex, think we, we should make it ridiculous and hilarious, but sexual violence, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. So with that's that. a big. I feel like that's the big difference between specifically like rape, sexual violence stuff, and violence is sometimes just violence for the sake of violence. But rape, sexual stuff usually has at least a purpose in the story. More because it affects characters. We can put violence in movies and, like, no one's traumatized, but they usually put rape in as a reason for a a woman to be traumatized. Yeah. And I think that, I think a big difference, too, is, like, when we talk about sex on screen, it's, like, one thing. We're we're talking more, like, sexual violence and rape on screen. Mm -hmm. And, of course, like, gender inequality is involved in that conversation because 99% of the time... It's violence, it's sexual violence against a woman. Yeah. Um, both, or like, trans I mean, person. Right. Or, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, like, yeah. I can't, but not a lot of stories about, like, straight men being raped. No. And I mean, I mean, like, you don't have to, like, text us and text us. <laughs> you stalked us and We've have our number. That would have been terrifying. Uh, you don't have to, like, send it, like, get it, like, on Twitter, like, well, there's this one movie, like, I understand that, like, yeah, we it, happen- it absolutes- does happen, no, but we're just talking, like, if you look at generally the trend, both in real life of, like, sexual violence mm-hmm. and on screen, it's against women, and so the fact that the film industry is so male-dominated, yeah. and but so when these stories are told, they're often told from a male point of view has to be looked at also, because, yeah. like... I'm realizing now we should have got some stats and stuff, but we honestly, have looking got some up, stats. you know like, us, looking up sort of like rape on screen articles and stuff was like it's enough. hard enough. I was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's challenging. Um, it's, but just by statistically, most movies being written and/or directed by men, right. therefore, most rape stories are written and/or directed by men. Correct. I mean, and just I'm following logic here. Yeah. And also there to serve the male character story as most movies go. Yeah, you get, like, the, you know, the woman who, like, has this horrible past, but, like, she finally found, like, a good man, like, someone to save her and someone to, like, rescue her. The good guy, the bad guy rapes her, the good guy, like, saves her. Yeah. Um. Or, like, his wife was sexually assaulted and so like he goes on like this revenge revenge to like stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) um and that's the stuff that i don't think like is necessary like when it comes to stuff like that that's the stuff where i'm like yeah do i need to it's almost like lazy writing to be like what could traumatize her rape yeah and then it's like well you don't even need to show it and yet you wrote 
a rape scene, which is comes back to my question of like, why did you write this? Yeah, why is this in your head? I think Some that's... of this really disturbing shit. I was like, why are people? How do people even come up with this? And then, you know, a movie takes hundreds of people. People make this stuff, and like, it's almost like everyone being like complicit, complicit. in this person's like sick, twisted fantasy. Sorry, I'm thinking in particular of the movie Irreversible, which is a French movie. Uh, I, I read was about. Really disturbed when you told me. About I didn't it. want to tell you, but it's. I needed I, you to know. You needed how yeah. fucked up this movie is. Um, I'll put a link in uh, the blog or something if you want to read this article. If you haven't if you, heard of this movie, and I had heard the title because I was discussing this, the possibility of doing this podcast with someone, and she brought up this movie, and I didn't look it up at the time. But then I read this article we were talking about when it premiered and how disturbing it was. Um, it has a... I won't tell you all the details, but it, it's known for being a very disturbing movie for lots of violence and gore. And in specifically a nine-minute rape scene. A, like, violent rape scene in, like, real time, nine minutes of it. And you can read about how fucked up it truly is. But, like, this whole movie, and, like, it was played at, like, festivals and stuff, and people knew it was going to be, like, fucked up going in, and, like, all this stuff, you know, the hype about it. But I feel like, did this guy make it just for the hype? To be like, ooh, you made... Just to make a really fucked up movie? Because what could you possibly be saying with this? Why did you think of this specific, like, disgustingly violent in combination with a horrific traumatizing rape. Well, like, why did uh, you wrangle there? Uh, why is this essential to your character's stories? I'm not even sure. I think the man perpetrating it is the protagonist of the film, but I'm not sure how important she the, was in the film. Oh, I read... I ha- I mean, I haven't seen the film. Mm-hmm. I had just read a thing. I thought it said that, like, this woman's... It was the IMDb Oh, yeah, it's irreversible. It's called Irreversible because it's something... It, it's played out of order, almost. A woman's lover back. and her former boyfriend take justice into their own hands after she becomes the victim of a rapist. Okay. So, but, like, I'm not sure because I haven't seen it. So the rapist was not, like, the main character. But she... But, like... Okay, my point is, it's so you have a nine... If this is accurate description of the film, which, I mean, we have our own thing with IMDb, like... Yeah. But, like... You're showing a nine-minute, absolutely too graphic, horrific, incredibly violent rape scene in order to give these two guys motivation in the film. Like, that was necessary? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, there's it's, no way it's necessary. Like, I can't... Uh, it's it's for... It's for shock value. Yeah. It's to be too gratuitous. Yes. Like, And I think that there's... I think that you can make an argument for shock value when, you know, if it's somebody telling their own story and they're trying to, like, bring something to light or, like, yeah. try to like, make this a... this is an issue you don't know about. I'm yeah. tell my story and the world is going to know that this fucked up shit happens. But right. You're just making this shit up in your head. And you're using it as, as so often they do motivation for, like, characters... Then it's not necessary to show it in that context. It's like, um, context. this cool, weird, like, French art house director, I've made this weird thing. It's like, you came up with this fucked up shit in your head and, like, made everyone film it and acted in front of you and you wanted to watch this and, like, yeah. 
just seems, please get some help. Like, it's just, I can't imagine, like, even not so horrifying things like that, but I just, I mentioned, like, the human centipedes. Like, the concept <laughs> of that is so fucked up. I'm like, who came up with this? Yeah, I... And wrote a whole movie about it. I just, why do people come up with this stuff, and why do they feel the need to, like, share it? Why do people want to watch it? Yeah. Another one that you brought up was Last Tango in Paris, which is actually yeah. a film that I have seen. So I definitely had heard of it as, like, one the of those classic that movies. They, right. But it's upsetting that's a classic movie because I don't remember... I think it was always rumored, and then somebody came out and said, like, yeah. that the actress whose name I cannot remember at We're this so moment. We're so good at research, guys. Fuck. Um, it's an interactive podcast. Do, you're on IMDb <laughs> as you listen. Right. Um, <laughs> like, she did not give consent, and, like, uh, there was yeah. actual, like, rape perpetrated to film this scene in the movie, and that, like, yeah. the excuse given was, like, to get genuine reaction yeah. and bullshit like that. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, That's I'll give you my genuine reaction. men in power taking advantage. Yes. Of getting women to do whatever they want because yes. they're paying them or they're giving so. them an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, and like that's, that's the whole other thing of not just like making these fictional scenes, but to think like it's so important to get the acting right in this rape scene that you're willing to actually rape someone for the art. It's like if you no, no. Never, no. Just no. no. Just stop doing it. Yeah. Just, I get, it's like putting your art, because you're a pretentious fucking man director, right. putting that above someone's well-being. Yeah. And in contrast to, like, how they dealt with the girl in the tail and taking it totally out of context. I know she was, like, a kid, so that was part of why they took yeah. it totally out of context, but, like... I can't even, I can't imagine the actress in that nine minute rape scene, like, what, how did she do that? Like, multiple takes and, like, all this stuff, like, how do you, just, I can only imagine what the director looked like, like, watching this, like, what a fucking psycho. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it was very disturbing to read about, guys. Last Tango in Paris, I found it, the Mm -hmm. thing I was looking for. The actress's name is Maria Schneider, and it's come out since that both Marlon Brando and Maria Schneider felt raped on this film. I thought he was doing it to her. I mean, I... Apparently neither of them ever spoke with the director again, and it was traumatizing for both of them. I mean, obviously he perpetrates it in terms of the act of sex and stuff like that. But, he also but I guess like he also felt like, yeah, coerced into it. Yeah. And she said like it's her only regret in life is doing that film. Yeah. Girl, I hear you. Yeah. And like I just, you know, that's awful. It's awful. She's like that's my only regret in life that I was taking advantage of. And well, the man is just like I made a movie that was really popular, good for me. Right. It's so gross. Yeah. Men are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken, yeah, they're not all bad, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. At yeah. this moment, they're not our favorite. No, um, they're never my favorite. <laughs> I am a man hating feminists <laughs> sometimes. Um, I like some dudes. <laughs> yeah, 
It's hard to talk about the stuff we talk about all the time. Like, and then not hate men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I get it. I was it. talking to my friend who has like a, he's like 11 year old boy and how he's very sensitive and stuff. And like, he's having a hard time lately because she's like, every, anything you hear about men these days are like men doing terrible things. And he's like, feels bad because he's. A man. A, a man. He's a young man. Oh, that's like, so oh, heartbreaking. That's the other side of this. Like, all this shit coming out where, like, yeah, these fucking men in Hollywood and, like, all over, like, finally it's coming out. Men are doing these terrible things. But it's, like... I don't it, want that boy to feel bad. Yeah. I want him to feel like, this is great because I can change it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like this. But, like, I can but, only imagine what it's like to... Yeah, the only news you hear about... Like, is, your identity yeah. is negative. Bad. And when you're so young, it's like, I have to grow up and be like that? I'm yeah. one of these terrible people? It's like, I mean, people of color would, like, probably gone through that when you hear just negative stereotypes about your own person. And it's, like, internalized well, racism. We're getting a little off topic, mm-hmm. but... People of color, um, that was something I wanted to talk about. In terms of when we talk less about sexual violence and just violence... Mm-hmm. And how I I would be curious to look up some of the numbers in terms of like Victim. how people of color are um, characterized mm-hmm. in like violent scenes and stuff because like so often they're the perpetrator or it's like yeah anything often bad you know the bad guys if there's a group of them if there's mm-hmm. a gang of some sort so he's they're not white they're not white no unless the movie is so white even the bad guys aren't white. <laughs> Right, so I just think that that's something else that needs to be, like, considered when you... Because it, it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you subconsciously, like, that's part of our oh, yeah. issue with the culture, is that you, like... You take in black people are in gangs, yeah. Asian people, of anyone, course. Latinas, like, these are yep. bad guys. They have accents, and they have darker skin, and they have tattoos, and these and they're are... they're here to hurt us all. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is like an exhausting episode. <laughs> I know. Just yeah. Um, it was a it was a lot. I wanted heavy. to mention Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> that seems like a good place to talk about. We're talking Quentin's about violence. Violence, more violence, non-sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Um, he pops into my head because he's defended his use of violence. All his movies have violence. What's that one? Magnificent Seven? No. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. <laughs> Almost. Close enough. Yep. Um, where, is it Elizabeth Shue or the other one? Her character is just, like, beaten throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, she's the one woman in this movie, and she's the constant victim of violence. Yeah. And shit like that. And I'm most familiar, I've seen some of his movies, but I'm most familiar with, like, Kill Bill. Which everyone knows, it's gratuitous violence, but that's, you know, it's an homage to Kung Fu, you know, all this old stuff. And it's very theatrical, over-the-top, blood-spewing violence. But again, it's like, why? Right. There's still, it's still, it's almost like a taste factor. Like, do we need to see this? Like, Like I, the core of the story, I feel is good. It's a woman, it's the revenge, you know, victim revenge. Women's revenge tale. But it's like... Did we need to see and have her be, like, raped while she was in a coma? Did she need to have her baby taken away from her? Like, all these... All this trauma. And then 
it doesn't deal with the trauma. She wakes up from a coma physically and mentally fine in like 12 hours. Yeah. And, she's and on then, a mission. And all she does she's is kicking murder ass. everyone. Yeah. She doesn't deal with any of the, the emotional. And she's happy because she has her kid or whatever. Right. But, but she, none of the like. It's it's, it's a real. very fantasy film in terms of like none of the emotional or mental you know yeah trauma is dealt with and we like, show the trauma but we don't show what trauma actually is and I think that contributes yeah. to rape culture where like men sorry I'm picking on you men again but <laughs> in general you know some men well we they know rape is bad or whatever but if they don't see they don't sort see of the consequences the of it. yeah it's like oh well she was raped and beaten up and blah 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 and then she went out and kicked some ass right so it can't be that big of a deal you know she was fine yeah that's the subliminal stuff getting into we also don't like we also don't often see victims having the opportunity to deal with their violence which i don't think helps us it only feeds into like the stigma of like mental health isn't a big deal and like you deal with your problems internally you don't need to seek help and stuff and when it comes to traumas as big as like sexual violence and that sort of thing like you know, people need to know that, like, reaching out is a normal thing and, like, yes. good. And all these films just show women, like, bearing the burden and, like, yeah. figuring it shit out on their own. It's another... Because, like, that's a better story to, you know, people, you know, being healthy, healthy going to therapy, taking care of themselves is not... Story. That's not conflict for a story. No. Which, legitimately, that's not no, it's a not. story. But it's, like... The sort of responsible thing to do if you're yeah. telling these stories is to, if you want to be realistic about your rape and your violence and your trauma, you got to be realistic about the actual effects of yeah what that can be after the PTSD and like all the way yeah. around, not just like physical. Like we're so yeah. used to like just deal with the physical effects, but like even violence, they don't even do that. Like you don't even see like real bruising no or like hurt. real injury like you well, know what I mean? Remember we saw it's... Atomic Blonde and we yeah. loved that she got hurt? Yeah, that like halfway through fighting, she was like, but, like she, and was she was like struggling and yeah. we were like, yeah, you would yeah. be fucking, you're beat to shit. Even that was like still not like, I don't think I mean, real because trained. like she was yeah. but oh my god, yeah, we appreciate the fact that like we could see yeah. struggle during this yeah. fight for both sides like, yeah. That's the thing re- we've, because we've turned the violence into the sort of superhuman. Yeah. There's no consequences. Um, like in like Fast and the Furious movies, they've gotten to the point where like everyone's a superhero. They survive everything without a scratch. And again, that contributes to like violence isn't a big deal, or like I can do stupid stunts and I'll be fine, or like the idea that men it adds to like the toxic masculinity stuff of like. You know, real men don't get hurt physically yeah. or emotionally. We don't have feeling. We don't have feelings physically or emotionally, right? You just have to be big and tough and get through everything. And yep, men are never shown as victims. Yeah. You know, we're going all over the place. But I know. Well, it's a big topic. Um, and yeah, with Quentin Tarantino, I want to talk about. I like his movie Death Proof, which was part of that grindhouse thing that went with. Yeah. Um, I like it because it's, like, these two, it's like, two stories, and it's, like, a group of women each time, and the majority of the story is, like, very mundane, like, they're talking, and I like movies like that sometimes, where it's very realistic, kind of, in a way, and just people having conversations, and this character development, and just sort of, I find that interesting, mm-hmm. but then it turns into, well, this man is, like, stalking them, 
and he gets involved with her story and then kills him just like literally for fun like he sort of messes with yeah. them and then drives his stunt car into them and then the second story starts again like girls hanging out they have this idea to do this like stunt car thing he's been stalking them and he tries to like drive them off the road and he doesn't like when he finally does he's like wasn't that fun like he's fucking crazy so then they turn around and like try to shoot him and kill him and it's like the end they're like yay we beat him up I'm like, does that make up for the fact that you wanted to tell a story about a man who just kills women for fun? Right. That's the story. Really? Yeah, just because the ending... chatting, that was sort of... Preamble. Unnecessary. Yeah. That wasn't a story. That was, like, interesting to watch, but that's not a plot. The plot is this man enjoying killing women, or at least, at the very least, scaring them. Yeah. By threatening violence and death. And then they turn around and he gets all scared, whatever. But it's like, like, what, why? Why? I think, like, generally speaking, like, sexual violence and gratuitous violence are often used as crutches for bad writing. <laughs> because yeah. they're, oh, my plot's really weak, so I'm just going to throw in a bunch of violence so that people don't notice the plot because they're watching all of the violence. It's like dumb conflict instead of intelligent right. conflict. And I think that, I mean, it's challenging to say, like, where is the line and, like, when is it? I mean, there's no, like, authority figure that can sit there and be like, well, yeah, it would be appropriate in this film and not appropriate in this context. And I, but I think that, especially now, like, we go over that line, like, a lot. Like, especially, like, with cable TV and, like, I understand that, like, I don't really have the same issue, like, nudity. Like, I'm not, we're not just talking, like, nudity. Like, I don't have an issue if people are naked on screen. That no. doesn't if bother anything, me. If anything, I wish people were more, more naked. More naked on screen. <laughs> but, like, when women have sex with their bras on, I'm like, ugh. Well, and that's <laughs> another thing. Like, if you look at how sex is depicted right. on screen versus sexual violence. Yeah. And, like, how the gender disparity works in those two things, it's, like, really upsetting. Because, like, women aren't allowed to have sex on screen. They're not allowed to, like, no, enjoy but it. we're sexual But objects. we're always allowed to be raped on screen. Yeah. And I think that, like, maybe as an industry we need to, like, reel that Well, in. yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, rape would still get an R rating. But we've talked before about, like, a woman enjoying sex gets an R. Right. Like a man having an orgasm doesn't. Of course not. And this is the same kind of thing where, like... It's so rare to see a woman enjoying sex, but, like... But we see them... So often we see them raped Violated all the time. Even, like, to go down... I guess... I don't want to say it's, like, lesser than rape or whatever. Like, there's levels that are okay, but part of the rape culture, even just, like, unwanted advances... Yeah. There's so many stories about men pursuing women, um... And they make it the cute storyline, but it's like this guy is stalking this woman. Right? She's, yeah. Like she, it's she not, said several times she's not interested, but why the movie still... is he's winning her over. Like that's like the beginning of this yeah. rape predatory culture. behavior. Yeah. yeah, it's a problem. It's a cut problem. it out. Well, that raises a problem because it's romanticized. Yes, the beginnings of this. Yeah, and behavior. well, and often, well, I mean, like, now we're getting off topic again. Like, <laughs> we could do a whole other podcast on the fact that, like, so often, like, men's control over you is romanticized as, like, a protector, that sort of. Shades. Right. right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, we only did so that one drunk. so much a part of our culture of. Yeah. Like, a man what we expect. Taking care of you, yeah. but then it gets, yeah, control. Yeah. 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 So, whew. We're just getting into, like, gender Watch theory. the tail. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just another the sexual violence, sex violence. It has to. It's just another thing where like you have to be critical of what you're watching. Yes. Is it and necessary? And you have to be, you know, you don't have to be able to watch something like The Tale, but we can watch something like The Tale and say this is wrong. But also the movie says it's wrong. Yes. It's the ones where rape's just in there or the violence is just like, this is what the movie is. And because it's norm for the movie, we don't pick it out as this is a bad thing. We talked about this with like Big Bang Theory about like you normalize stuff. They make these, you know, homophobic jokes and no one contradicts you. You know, if the rape and stuff is in there. I mean, it's with not, no one with no context that you're not showing the consequences. Yeah. You're not showing why it's wrong. I feel like that's another thing of like we yeah. all know rape is wrong, but it's like showing why it's wrong by like showing the trauma. Yeah, and also the thing of like, well, it's kind of rape, but it's kind of you know. She kind of she said yes. She said no halfway yeah. through. Shit like that. Well, even, like, someone could say that about the tale. Because she... It doesn't look like rape as we're talking about as in a tradi- other contexts. No, yeah, it's because not... she is lying there. She, you know, took what he said and she went there with him and she lied down, whatever. Right. She's not physically throwing him off of her. That doesn't... But it's... Rape doesn't she's know what happened. Right, but we also <laughs> have to look at, like, the fact that, like, rape comes in many forms. Yes. And, like, rape isn't just... What you think about I in your head with, like, I'm trying to get you, you off and, like, I'm pushing and punching yeah. and clawing. Like, yeah. rape happens in a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's not always as violent as, as we think of it. No. I mean, I think him trying to put his penis in he, her little vagina is pretty violent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not always, like, the violent, like... <sighs> Just remember when you were younger and, like, you watch like... Law and Order and stuff, rape was always like, a random man jumped out of a bush yeah. while I was walking through the park at night. Right. And he just forced himself on me and I kicked and screamed, you know. And he, but he was holding my hands down and I, I couldn't, could, yeah. you know. It's not, That's right. not There's, the only kind of rape, folks. No. And, like, in this especially, we see, like, the grooming and the coercion and the fact well, that, like... most sexual assault is perpetrated by your by, partner. Right. Or someone you know. Someone you know. So upsetting. Because they get... You because, know, like, the gray, it's not a gray area. Because guess what? It's easier it to rape somebody when they're not kicking and screaming. And so that's yeah. why it happens that way. Because you can get them to a certain point, And then yeah. when they start to say no, it's already it's too, too late. late. And then you get, you know, the defense of, well, she, she didn't, didn't fight. She didn't do this. Yeah. And then people get off. Now we're getting into the justice system. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I think, as always, as always, moral of our podcast, as always, is be critical of your media. And don't rape people. I mean, yeah. I'm hoping... I'm hoping you know that. You know that. And you understand what rape is. Yeah. Also, don't be violent. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, don't hurt people I feel like physically or mentally. Be a good, any be kind. nice. Everyone be You don't nice. have to like, like everybody. Like, we like very few people. But you should still be a decent person. I've never person. raped or physically harmed anyone that I didn't like. Just don't be an asshole. Not that hard. Yeah. It's, but it, it's, it's so... 
<laughs> I know. Because we're talking about, like, rape culture and how oh, it begins. Oh, I know. Like, it's, it's not so... just don't rape kids. No. <laughs> I know. Because, yeah, you have to learn all the subtle leading up to things. Okay. We're not okay. turning it. We are not no. the sexual assault oh, crisis center. Um, we're just watching movies. Yeah. And if you have thoughts or feelings, <laughs> you can email us at in the movies podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at in the movies pod. And, um, like I said, we have some links to some of those. We did do a little research, so I'll put the links if you want to read that really disturbing description of oh, irreversible. Yeah. Um, also not just the scene, it was interesting. It's about... I think the article is from when the movie was new, and it's about how people going into the movie and, like, men being, like, telling the women critics, like, oh, you can't handle this little girl. Ugh, Ugh. outhouse. Anyway, there's that. There's, sometimes we put stuff on YouTube. YouTube. Not for Um, a while, but maybe one day again. I mean, I'd say I'm starting something new, but it's gonna be a while before it's up because I wanna do it right anyway if you want to support the yeah, podcast support us um Amazon wishlist you can buy some mics or something that would be nice if you feel like doing that uh that's it thanks for listening have a good week <laughs> yeah until we talk to you again yeah why do we say week I don't know I just noticed it now we have that in the other podcast too, and it's like, what? Have a good one. Have a good life. Be kind. <laughs> oh boy. Rewind. <laughs>